I think for a lot of artistic and creative people, if you're someone who's kind of putting your your work out there, your art out there, um, you know, the goal is to to connect, but it's also to, you know, you're trying to create something hopefully that people enjoy and, you know, kind of creates a legacy, something that you can leave behind, yeah. you know, for years to come. You know, a lot of people are still are also chasing the fame. They you know they're chasing recognition. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, people just want their work to be, you know, known and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with that and with, you know, people who are very passionate about what they do. Um, you know, people can take advantage of that as well. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where, you know, someone's tried to take advantage of you for that? You know, uh, none of my stuff is uh, good enough to be able to, you know, be taken advantage of just yet. <laughs> I was I was gonna say that, but uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, not personally. Um, but I have heard stories. I have had some friends who have been um, taken advantage. I at least with their time and their work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm someone who who falls guilty of that too. You know, sure. I'll put like all of my effort into something, and then you know, when somebody sees like how hard I'll go on a project, they kind of like lean on that. Oh, well, he's just gonna take care of that part. So you know, without, um, without being like properly like supported or, um, but yeah, I have had some friends that have gotten into, you know, some shady like music deals or whether it be like writing, you know, we had somebody who we've interviewed before who, who said that they've gotten kind of taken advantage of for like the writing process of, of like doing something. So yeah, it's, it's, it's around man. And it's, um, you know, it's sad that some people are like aiming to, like find those weaknesses they're in looking people. to yeah, yeah. take advantage of people yeah so they're out there and i would say like in general from my experience or what's worked for me is just asking like as many questions as possible especially from different points of view um from from different careers from different types of artists um people who aren't artists at all um just kind of like building like your own support system and like creating uh like like a network around you um you know that that you can go to that you can trust is like is really important to be able to navigate through that world for sure Mm -hmm. yeah so i I mean what about you aaron uh not that i would say i've been necessarily taken advantage of before in the past but you know like i think we're both nice guys you know we we like to help people and you know we we like you know we're hard workers um i definitely have done a lot of work for free in the past you know, when this was not necessarily my career, you know, which, which was fine then, but I, it all, I had a hard time kind of when I did transition and, you know, started doing video and things full time, you know, saying no to people, you know, who are, you know, can you help me with this? Can, can you, can you just, do you mind, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, you know, you're going to be like, sure, you know, I'd, I'd love to help you, but you know, this is what I do now. Yeah. You know, here's, here's my rate, <laughs> you know. And, and kind of separating that from, you know, just doing favors and things all the time. Establishing a boundary, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking of, our next guest has experienced some of those hardships at a, at a really young age and has overcome them and ever since has been thriving. Los Angeles is a very mental city and mystical city for a reason. You know, like you have positive and negativity happening all at once, all day. And so... Yeah, I think learning how to separate myself from industry standards and falling in love with the art again.
All right, today in the studio with us is LA's friendly witchy dream pop singer, Star Child. Star Child, welcome to Indie LA. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. So how did your musical journey begin? Yeah, um, it was interesting. Uh, I grew up around here in Los Angeles, and um, I originally was planning to be an actor, as everybody in the city does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. um, I got bit by the bug when I was like eight. I was doing like church plays and stuff. And, um, and then like nine and ten, I was like, I don't know, I want to like do something with it. And you get like around here in LA growing up, you go to the mall and someone at the food court, it's like, your child is so cute, you know? And they take you to this like big scam class. So learned about that. And then like we pivoted and like, okay, well, so my parents were like, mm, I don't know about this industry. And then by the time I was like 13, that's when we like figured out like headshots, like auditions, things like that. And so I was kind of on that path for a minute, but like in the back of my mind, ever since I was a kid, I was like, I said, like, my original dream was like, I want to be a rock star. I want to be a singer. You oh, know, like, wow. yeah. And yeah, so, so you knew early. I, mm. Yeah, I was from very young, um, just performing constantly. And just mm. like, there's pictures of me when I was like a, like a baby, like a, like, shoot, three years old, like, barely could walk and has like a little, I had a microphone, a little oh, karaoke cool. microphone and stuff. <laughs> so it was definitely like in the back of my mind, but um, I didn't have enough confidence, like, in my voice and stuff. And it was just like, my voice was developing. And, um, so that was just like, wasn't in the cards at the time. But I'm really happy that, you know, the theater and the acting world took over me because it gave me something to focus on, gave me something to drive forward. You know, I wasn't really like a, like a cool kid for sure. So it was just like a nice thing to like, be like, Hey, like I'm good at this. And adults are telling me I'm good at this, you know? And so it was just a good way to get the, get the drive going. And then by, um, 2017, I was like, actually kind of like in the in the game i had the manager i had a talking line with billy bob thornton on a show goliath so it was like a okay. oh shit okay things are things are happening and then i like mentally crashed so like to by 2018 i was like it's kind of got burnt out and got there was just like i was with the bad manager i was just like very focused on like social media only really and stuff like that and i was just like mm, i don't know about that bro so uh yeah we both kind of parted ways and i was like i'm gonna take a step back and i'm just gonna like figure out my identity you know outside of auditioning you know outside of this acting world like i've been doing this since i was a kid and like i know i'm good at it i know what it is and i know this business is hard and i know it's gonna i'm gonna lose a lot more than i gain and uh, so i was like let me just like i want to gain some type of independence and um yeah i started i was always a writer since i was a kid and so uh I just started writing again, I more songs, and then uh, next thing I knew, uh, I was working, at, so I was been working at a movie theater in my hometown, and I was like in the box office, and I'd always kind of just write my songs, and I had this like sick melody in my head, and it was the song that came out to be called Come to the Sun, but at that time, um, I was just like, I, I didn't know it. I had no idea about music. I was just starting to like sing in 2016, 2017. Okay. Um, got like lessons and stuff. And so that was like, oh, okay. Like maybe this could be a thing. And so uh, by 2018, 2019, um, a producer reached out to me by Big Chris Flores. Uh, and he was like, hey, like I like your voice. He found like one of my singing videos on Instagram. And that's what kind of opened the gate to music for me. Because before then I had no clue about studio time and like, just anything really just how to, how songs are arranged how are they're composed and how they're produced and stuff and so he really opened that gate and um cut me like a really just nice work for hire deal honestly and he 
helped me create the beat for Come to the Sun and like we shaped it. And yeah, it was just like a really magical experience. And then that's how I kind of just went from there. I kind of just like stumbled in it and uh, kind of just like, oh, this is kind of like theater. You know what I mean? Like setting up your stage to perform and mm-hmm. like being in front of an audience and stuff. And it was just like, I miss that feeling. I miss the feeling of a stage, you know? And, and it was kind of like a, I was like, okay, I think this is the transition. So yeah, I fully kind of in 2019, I was like, I'm, we're going to go with the brand Star Child, you know? And um, I've always been a sun person. I grew up in California and Star Child is a symbol of the sun. You know, it's like ancient literature and mis- like mysticism and stuff. And I, I like to read a lot of those things. And yeah, so I was like, let me craft that into the music. You know, that's what I want to give to the culture. You know, I feel like a lot of, our contemporaries right now are like really heartbroken and talking about their exes and stuff. And yeah. I, I don't really go through that. I don't, I don't really date around and stuff like that. So I'm a very like magical like being. And so I was like, let me just infuse that in my lyrics and find catchy pop arrangements, you know, to, to bring that into the mainstream and to bring that into the world again, you know, and just give us some type of hope. And I feel like we're all just sad and I have been getting out of a dark place. And so I just want to like, bring positivity to to the culture because we're so in, in like drowning in negativity <laughs> okay yeah so i mean it sounds like you started at like a really early age mm-hmm. um you sort of like found your voice or found like your passion and like performing and like being a being a, a singer and yeah you know having like that spirit you had like an experience where um you kind of like fell off of it but maybe it was never really gone and it uh it re-sparked right totally yeah um i kind of want to hear about those uh about those moments that like reignited like that passion in you yeah definitely um it would have to be i think writing i think that's always been present in my life um and it's always kind of kept me grounded and allowed me to just be a clear channel you know for my thoughts and my voice, but what I was feeling, and I'm a very empathic person, I'm really in tune with my feelings, and so, um, yeah, I like to just, like, pull from the energies around, and, you know, I, I, I think what helped me, too, is um, reading, a lot of reading, you know, I think um, diving into ancient literature and mysticism and all these books, you know, they're literally in the palm of our hands now, you know, so just reading articles, reading literally, um, not even reading the whole book, you know, going on uh, spark notes and stuff like that, you know, like gathering information. I think I was just in a, a space in a time where I needed to do that. You know, I needed to, I mean, the world was at pause for a minute too, you know, during the mm-hmm. pandemic, that's when I feel like I really refined my writing and my sound and stuff. And so, yeah, I think reading and writing, honestly, I owe a lot to my creativity and, um, just videos too, TikTok and, you know, YouTube videos and just creative energy in general, just seeing other people winning and just seeing other people like doing their thing. I don't know. I just, when I like, for example, when I watch commercials, like I'm like, Oh, you booked it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, (laughs) I don't know. I just like being a team player and I like, I like seeing other people like, doing the things that I'm doing because that makes it I'm like well you're from freaking Michigan or something you mm-hmm. know what I mean I'm from here like I'm gonna like I'm only in time like time is time is that time is the is the only thing that's not happening so it's um it gives me good confidence and yeah so I think that kind of re-sparked me a lot is just being around creative people being around really awesome uh, just books and shows and just creativity in general I think just surrounding myself around it even if I'm not doing it like mm-hmm. practicing it it makes me want to do it so it I think that helps a lot you've been immersed in this entertainment industry from a young age yeah. since you're a kid and it can be a lot it can be overwhelming 
And like you said, you kind of had, a, you know, also the dream to be, a, a, you know, a rock star. Right. You know, these different things. Is there anyone that you looked up to or that you, you put in your words that you saw like to you was out, out there winning? Yeah. That was kind of like a guiding or North Star for you in, in your endeavors? Definitely. There's so many, honestly. Um, the One of the major ones that, that I do a lot, I owe a lot of my like, oh, I'm going to continue, <laughs> is uh, um, Lana Del Rey. She's a, she's a big, big influence of mine. She's a big influence, I think, a lot of people in my generation. But yeah, in high school, um, I was going through a very rough, dark like patch, you know, very suicidal ideation type of stuff. And um, I don't know, like hearing her music and hearing someone that's like in the pop world, but talking about the same things I was, you know, thinking about and she's getting through them. And, you know, like every stage of her career, she's always met with some type of backlash, but she's always kind of moved forward. And she's one of the only artists that can literally drop an album with no promo and it goes like number one, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of like, it's the the power that exudes from her. Like, I don't know, it kind of inspires me that to know that like, hey, like I got power too, you know? And like, if she's been through the ringer, you know, she's setting the path that she's opening these doors for us younger people, you know? So it's like, just reminding, it, it's uh, that path of like carving your own path, you know, that, that strength. I like artists like that. Um, I'm a big influence on like um, uh, like the 2000s, like pop stars like, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, these it's crazy to think, you know, that we bullied these young girls in the media, you know, like from Britney to Miley to uh, Demi Lovato, you know, Selena Gomez, everybody like that. You know, like they I, I just I like the people who we cast the most stones at and they seem to keep thriving, you know. Mm -hmm. Like Lady Gaga, for example, when she came up on the scene, you know, everyone's like, who the fuck is this? Like, what, can yeah. I cuss in here? I'm sorry. I don't sure. know. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what type of thing. Um, yes. No. Yeah. And like, I like, I like trailblazers like that, like Harry Styles right now, um, Little Nas X, you know, like just any artist that who is like Pink. Pink was a big, 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 like influence in my life. So like things like that, those types of artists, but Jim Morrison and uh, like Freddie Mercury, uh, Prince, uh, like those icons. Uh, Bob Marley, you know, they uh, had like a lot of past influences and then like the present influences like when I was just a child like seeing you know these pop stars like just do their thing so I've always wanted to take those like high-end pop elements but infuse you know like the Jim Morrison lingerie Bob Marley type of lyrics in them you know because I feel like there's a space for that to be created and I don't know I think that's not but inspires me who inspires me nice well let's uh let's talk about kind of carving out uh, that niche for yourself you know you talked about you know um you know bringing elements of like mysticism you know uh you know magical energy infusing you know those kind of lyrics like you said mm -hmm. with the kind of pop sounds where where do you see yourself in that genre or that you're trying to go down yeah um i definitely kind of just see myself in um just like a, just a friendly neighbor type of energy um i want to just carve out a space where like i'm i'm hollywood the land not Hollywood, the industry. And I think that's, I want to be as local as I can, you know, and bring that energy. I think my goal is to bring the West Coast wherever I go. You know, California dreaming is such a, a big state in everybody's mind, you know, it brings us all here. Um, so yeah, I think taking that energy and bringing it to the music and bringing it to the stage and bringing it to people who need that sunshine and need that light. So yeah, I think, um, I, like, I, I think just pop music for the last 
you know, 20 years or so, it's been, it's been kind of the same deal, you know, of lyrics, you know, breaking up, falling in love, uh, falling out of love, uh, and then partying, drugs, cheating, all that stuff. Um, and then there's like that empowerment pop, you know what I mean? So I think that's where I kind of like squeeze in. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how okay. I hang on the genre of it. Right, um, right. But bringing those alternative elements, you know what I mean? That, you know, stars like Lingerie Lord and, you know, all these art, uh, Harry Styles and stuff like bring a little bit, but just like widening it with just that, that songwriting, you know, I'm a big writer and I want to just, yeah, I think, you know, you have to re-inspire the people and it's our job as artists is to take a lot of these stories that we've forgotten in the past that are still very applicable today. And I think just, yeah, reawakening that. So, yeah, um, that's that's kind of how I want to create my corner, just through the songwriting and through creating songs that almost sound like a soundtrack, too. I think that's really important to me is I grew up in the cinematic world, you know, chasing that. And so I think I bring that element a bit to my lyrics and to the arranging of the beats and stuff. And so it's like a, a mood to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's important for me because I think that's kind of where I want to fit as a, a songwriter in general. It's just like, I would love to write songs for movies and make s- moments where they're so iconic. You know, I think, you know, when we think of the breakfast club, you know, we think of the movie, but we think of the iconic ending of the song, you mm-hmm. know, or when you think of, uh, um, Clueless, for example, the rolling with the homie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't even yeah. know that song, but I know that part, you yeah, know? So it's it. like, <laughs> you know, I want to, I want my words to kind of just live on. And I think that's the part for me that's important of creating is that we're born to die, you know? So I just want to make sure I'm leaving a good carbon trail um, where I could look back off when I'm in the stars and be like, hey, we did that. <laughs> and you mentioned those two movies uh, by name, but did you have any other like visual like inspirations like when you're when you're coming up with your with your uh, creations? Um, kind of. So I I not necessarily like direct like for movies. I'll like you know put it into my songs and stuff. But I definitely like to be inspired by all portions of movies and television and you know pop culture and stuff. And definitely like have a tongue in cheekness to my writing and to my lyrics. There's like a lot of stuff that's like not recorded yet and stuff that I, I'm excited to to be in those spaces, you know, when I get like more rooms to be able to walk in and like more producers and like we open up the book, you know, and we mm-hmm. we see we see what what we're we're cracking open today, you know. So yeah, I definitely like to uh, take ex- inspirations from movies, books and, and TV and you know, you could kind of hear them a bit in I don't know. I think that gives me a deep sense of I'm just a very nostalgic person, too. So I think it, I don't know. I like to have one foot in the past and one foot in the present and connect them both together, I guess. Well, I want to go back a little bit. You talked about um, some of your uh, biggest influences being like the people who um, go through like sort of backlash or like being throwing stones at them. It sounds like you had a early experience um as a kid, you mentioned the acting thing, like maybe somebody like misled you a little bit. I kind of want to hear like about some more like hardships you've experienced, like in that, in that realm. And also like, what's your advice for somebody who is going through something like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I think growing up in Los Angeles uh, as a Los Angeles local, it's a very intense experience just in general. Um, you know, being four or five years old and, you know, seeing, crazy things on the street just driving by and learning to just be desensitized to it is it's kind of interesting experience but um yeah as for um the experience at the mall and stuff like that yeah like there's a a culture here but not just here either it's it those 
mall uh, scouts are everywhere in the country. You know, it's like a now that I'm an adult, I can look at this and see exactly what it is. Oh, got it. You're a pyramid scheme for out of work television actors who go to town to town and tell their families and kids like, oh, your kids are so cute. Come to this convention and, you know, we'll sign them up and then we'll charge you $10,000 for headshots and uh, get your kid to be an extra on television. And we don't care if you could pay it or not because you're signing up on credit and we, <laughs> you know, so it's a it's a very sad thing. And my that that is very prevalent growing up around here is that you hear a lot of horror stories like that so thank god my parents you know they knew what's up and because they've heard friends that went down those paths and they're like you know so they they were very protective which was really good and so yeah I, I took the route of this uh the creativity being a craft and a hobby that could turn into a career uh because I knew my parents were never going to like leave their job, you know, to, you know, make me the breadwinner, thank God, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, um, yeah, I think I was just like a very, when I was in going to school, I was just very out there. I was just very different. I was very always authentically me. And uh, not that many people get that, you know, when you're coming from different walks of life, traditional walks of life, things like that. I've, you know, from day one, I've been talking to spirits, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I let people know like, mm, yeah, no magic is real. That's if you don't believe it, it's fine. Cool, but it, mm, there's there's <laughs> things going on, um, and so yeah, just like I've always found good people, and then I just had a good energy, and so they would always be able to help me defend myself, which is I learned right away, um, and my dad taught me right away. It's like just be cool with everybody, everyone would be cool with you, and he didn't even realize that you know that's we're practicing good energy. You put ever the energy you want to put out, that's what you're gonna get back, and so um, yeah, there's a lot of the those little pitfalls, and just like. Um, the constant, you know, going to these rooms and uh, giving it your all and uh, hearing, that, okay, cool. No, you're very talented, you know, but your look is just a little, you know, off or it's not what we're looking for or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, it shaped me in a really good way. It shaped me to understand that, like, I am talented and I am who I am and I am not this industry. Mm -hmm. I am my own, like, and I am a business person at the end of the day. And that's what I think I took from these experiences and these journeys. And that's kind of my advice is to remember that you are entering one of the sickest, <laughs> like, vilest, toughest industries in the world. And you have to be 10 times stronger than those perceptions. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a big mental game. You know, Los Angeles is a very mental city and mystical city for a reason. You know, like you have positive and negativity happening all at once all day. And so, yeah, I think learning how to separate myself from industry standards and uh, falling in love with the art again, because like you said, I, I was I did fall out of the passion because I was doing the industry route and the industry of it all sucks the passion out. Yeah, and yeah. then so I. I've kind of just been learning how to balance that and in this journey is making sure that like we are in the business of intellectual real estate. These thoughts are our property. And I think that's really important to me now. I didn't necessarily always think that way, but this past year for sure made me realize because like at a point <laughs> in, in the pandemic, I was like, I'm just going to go to fucking real estate school and I'm going to become a real estate agent. Fuck everything. Um, thank God that didn't happen, but it did teach me a lot. But like, wait, I am a real estate agent. I'm a real estate agent of thought. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm selling these two, you know, sync companies or whatever the business, you know, how to, to pitch yourself and to sell yourself to. But that's how I started to reframe 
my my thought because for a long time um kind of had that mindset but on the more so of like oh i need just that right agent or that right manager and they're going to open the right door and i'm going to walk into it and it's going to you know make consistency happen and that that's a one frame to try to fit yourself into when there's many other frames Mm -hmm. to fit yourself in this industry and i think you know we're kind of figuring that out now you know by the amount of independent people here yeah and i think we are learning how to organize and mobilize that and i think that's what gives me a lot of hope in this industry we're experiencing kind of a renaissance right now and i think it's a really fun time it's scary but i don't know i think i have fun i'm I'm spooky so like (laughs) i have fun with scary um and riding the wave and pushing myself to the to the limit but that's something that this industry has taught me is that that's what we have to do you have to push yourself to the point where you are going to break yeah and then rebuild yourself to be the strongest person that you could ever become and so yeah that's my advice is just reading um read about this industry from through and through learn about all the scams learn about all the tricks um and learn that it's 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 you're in it for life you know this isn't this isn't something that you can have a, a nine to five framework for. You know what I mean? You have to, you really have to be in that independent zone and know that it is also you're connecting with other independents and you're connecting to bring a message to the world and find that broadcast signal. So yeah, that's my goal is just to, I'm going to leave it with this. Sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place. But um, when you think of Hollywood, we automatically think of the Hollywood sign and we neglect the tower behind the Hollywood sign, that gray triangle tower, that is the broadcast signal that broadcasts all those studios and all the television shows to our phones, to our computers, to our television shows. Find your broadcast signal, broadcast it to the world, build your audience. That is the goal that I'm trying to focus on. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. And I, I like what you said about, you know, not having to fit yourself through that one that one path, that one door, or, you know, the industry standard, as you said, you know, because there are so many other opportunities, especially for independent artists now, you know, with social media, with the different streaming platforms and stuff to get your art out there, to get your music out there and and find your own audience without, totally. you know, having to fit into what someone else thinks your audience should be. Yeah, no, exactly. I agree 100% for sure. Like, it's a, it's a really cool time right now. And I know it it can feel scary in a sense because we're not seeing that direct like I don't have five million views or whatever, but like you're building that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the beauty and I think that's the importance. And, you know, we're unfortunately very far from the 90s and 2000s. So it's like we are basically starting up all over again, you know, like that's we're in a whole different time and it's a transition period. And that's just all we need to recognize, you know, and recognize that the more hope and the more optimism we put in it, that's what can grow. Yeah. And you talk about these different um, frames and these uh, sort of pathways that you can go down and choose. Like, how do you yourself choose the one that you think is right for you or that best serves your interest? Yeah, um, I'm really big on cleansing your intuition, you know, with like smudging yourself with like sage, palisanto, all that stuff. But yeah, keeping yourself cleansed, you know, keeping your mind and your body cleansed first and foremost. I think that is 100 percent through a basic in life that you need especially in this path in this industry you know because there's so many things being thrown at you left and right like the other day like a, a false management company like hit me up and tried to scam me out of money you know and so it's like oh, wow. on instagram you know it's like mm-hmm. they make these fake profiles of these like well-known individuals and will have these followings and stuff and so they look legit and then when they start asking you for money you're like oh nope <laughs> so 
yeah, it's just keeping yourself, not getting jaded by these numbers and uh, making sure that you're playing the long game, not the short game. So I think that's how I kind of use my intuition is to know, is like, is this going to serve me best in the long game? You know, is this going to bring, you know, opportunity and, and not chasing charts? You know, I don't want to chase charts. That's my thing. I, if charts come, that's cool. You know, if someone wants to invest in me to be a chart player, awesome because that's the game <laughs> surprise <laughs> you don't know the music business it costs money um so yeah a lot of your favorite artists that are super talented that are not popping off and you're wondering why it's because that someone hasn't fully invested them to be a chart topper but be their fan that's more longevity and more that's the long game you know so uh yeah i think focusing on that and um focusing on sync opportunities there's so much commercials you know and there's so much there's so many different spaces you know i think you can make best of your opportunity and yeah trying to keep your masters as much as possible because they're your houses you know they're your little mm -hmm. your little homes that you can invest in and, and to grow they're kind of like stocks you know i think that's what we need to start looking at the music business as a as an artist as a performer you know like we need to perfect our craft perfect your your mind and your body and your soul before you enter the business you know and like make sure you know who you are because they'll tell you who you are if you don't know. Mm. And that's the best advice I got. And I don't remember who gave me that advice. It was probably on set, someone when I was doing background acting and stuff. But yeah, it was very like, I'm happy I heard that. And that's what I tell other people and other artists is like, make sure you know yourself 100%. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, I do. I know my soul. I know who I am. I know my path. I know where I'm going. And I feel like that's what opportunities like this are coming in. You guys, you know, found me and found my page. And now we're here and we're talking about this, you know. And so, yeah, I think that's how I kind of use my discernment. It's just making sure that I'm, I'm mentally balanced as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, and even just from a, a basic standpoint of, you know, finding your audience and connecting with people. If you don't know who you are and you're not open and vulnerable about that, then totally. it's hard for people to connect and find you. Yeah, I feel that exactly. And that's all I, I, I want to give is just my authenticity. You know, I think that's a rare uh, currency nowadays too sometimes. And um, yeah, like in, for example, like my, my name, Star Child, you know, it's it's would be industry standard, quote unquote, a brand or a, a name, a stage name. But for me, it's the inner part of my soul. You know, it's who I am. It's I'm the sun, you know, and every time I've ever been out somewhere at least once a week someone's like oh my god you shine just like the sun and i'm just like thank you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i kind of just like to live that and i'm a big person on uh myths you know i want to leave a good myth because someone from 100 years from now you know they're not going to know marcus alvarado the person that was born 1997 you know they're going to know star child the myth the legend the singer whatever you know yeah. whatever i've left behind and i think I don't know. I kind of operate in a backward sense too. Sometimes I operate in a in a place where I know that we're leaving this earth, you know. So it's like kind of doing doing it, finding a balance of like this is might be the last thing I'm ever gonna create, you know. <laughs> like so, it better be good, you know. Yeah. Like it better be it better be popping. It better be dope, you mm -hmm. know. Like putting your all into it. Exactly, yeah. you know, because life is really really short, you know, and it goes by really fast, and uh, you know. That's I want to make sure that I leave a good impact. You know, I, I know I at the moment can't physically change the world, but at least I'm leaving blueprints, you know, maybe that someone, you know, down the line will fund a better world to live in. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, performing a little bit. And uh, we know that you um, performed at the the Moon Vibex Music Festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a nice, cool indie like uh, 
music festival in downtown LA. Yeah, that was really fun and kind of got me back into performing again uh, for this like new era I'm in and stuff like that. And um, it was just really cool to be surrounded by a lot of, just again, like us, you know, very young entrepreneurial spirits, you know, was, they put on the event, you know, and they we promoted the tickets and, you know, I was great to get the footage that I needed to get and everyone there was just so nice and collaborative and it was just it was really fun to like kind of like debut the new music and debut the new set and, yeah um yeah and uh, I like kind of was able to just like perform at like little open mic nights and like bars and stuff to kind of just like get my my process back and every time I'm on stage it's like magic it I love that feeling of just being able to step out and be in this mystical world of the stage and just like have that fourth wall be be present and that's another going back to advice real quick to artists make sure you build a fourth wall i think that is a a grand tool that i learned at a really young age because of theater and i'm really grateful for that but i think it's important in our daily life is to make sure like hey like (laughs) i have a bubble around me yo like i'm we're good i'm gonna do my thing i'm a vibe but yes performing uh yeah, I have. I'm excited because I I just lined up a, a show at the Viper Room um, okay. on nice. uh, November 25th, and that's the day after my song "Out on the Boulevard" comes out, and that's what we're promoting. And yeah, so I'm I'm excited to be back. And yeah, I I performed at Whiskey uh, like two years ago. Uh, it was the last time I performed there, and I love that stage. I'm trying to get me back on the Whiskey stage, and you know, every, like just the Sunset Boulevard scene, and just like the Hollywood scene. There's like a couple of promoters that I'm like hitting up and. Uh, trying to get that back in in my in my life because I just have new things to actually like give out, you know. So it feels good to be in that space and to to be performing because I I love I love to sing live and I love to just like get gritty and let the music take over my vibe and my my life and um yeah and I I love to have a like a good outfit a good costume and I definitely going out to a lot of performances made me realize I'm like okay cool like I'm in I'm in a good lane you know a lot of people kind of just show up with their with their jeans and their tee and I'm like that's cool man but I'm 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 a showstopper yeah. I'm, I'm here to perform <laughs> you know like I'm a, I'm a theater kid <laughs> like, so I put on a show you know I like to make it an event and I like yeah. to like just make it feel big you know make it feel iconic and um yeah I've been performing with my uh, I haven't gotten the opportunity to perform on a bigger bigger stage since moon vibes so i'm excited to bring out the projector and like my visuals and stuff and i like to like dance around and okay. sing around it nice. so yeah i just like to immerse my audience you know it's like i don't have a big budget but like i want people to feel like you're still like seeing a concert you know yeah. seeing a show so. yeah that's really cool and i mean you. some of those i mean whiskey uh the viper room i mean there's a lot of history at those places yes, exactly. they, they are you know iconic you know sunset boulevard right exactly. you know bars and places that people go to perform yeah yeah no deal. I, thank you yeah whiskey performing the whiskey stages talk about magic yeah. <laughs> that is like to know that so many legends have performed on that stage when i was a, a, a child my theater teacher um he like would always like do speeches before the, the performance and uh he gave us a dust speech. He's like, whoever performed here before you, like this, you're leaving your dust now, you know, you're leaving your magic, you're leaving your mm-hmm. stage dust. And so I'm just an empath. And so like, I, I, I take that literally and I feel it. And so um, being on the whiskey stage and one of my big heroes is Jim Morrison. And so he's like, you know, the doors like blew up on the whiskey stage in the sixties. And so 
to feel that energy and then just to feel literally every other superstar, you know, that's came through from there down to freaking Eminem to Avril Lavigne to Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like from the modern ages, like whiskey has always been there to like hone your craft. And I really respect that and I really love them and have a really special relationship with Skew Go Go. And yeah, I'm excited to be um, going across the street, you know, going to going to the Viper Room and hopefully, you know, I can score the Roxy down the line in my my life. And yeah, just kind of build from there and just keep going. You know, I, I, I love I love to sing. I love to perform. So that's definitely something I want to keep building and keep uh, getting more opportunities in. Yeah. I want to hear about your um most recent like projects like yeah. that, that have released like your EP Golden Chariot. Um, yes, yeah. So yeah, I've uh, uh, recently a lot of lot of definitely cool updates in my life. So I'm working with United Masters right now. Um, I'm one of like their select artists. They gave me like an eighty twenty like distribution deal. So they're really cool. Uh, like helping me p- pitch for like sync and like branding opportunities. And then they're helping me um, with this latest release. Uh, it's called Out on the Boulevard. Um, it's like a fun, just like catchy, just going out pop song. It like gives you that sense of just like let's just let's just leave the day behind and let let's just let's be the moment, you know. So it's it's just really fun energy. It's really just traditional, like catchy, like a catchy hook, you know. I love catchy hooks, and so um, yeah, they're helping me out with that, and they're you know uh, pitching it to uh, playlists and stuff and. Yeah, it's uh, I I made the decision that I'm gonna release like the album in 2024, but we're in a singles market, so I kind of have this genius idea. I'm going to release like 90% of the singles, and so that way when the date comes, you know, it's like you have a whole collection of what I just released for oh. the whole year, you know, because okay. we're in a whole new market, we're in a whole new ball game, you know, like I'm not like backed by a super funder, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like you gotta like play these releases out and create a big back catalog and so i think that's my goal with the with the releases but yeah i'm excited for the spring because my sound is very summer and so like it didn't make sense to like release in like a a full length ep or project you know during the uh, fall or winter months so i was like i'm gonna release the the singles so this is gonna be a single and then around like the beginning of the new year i'm gonna release a new single and then we're gonna release the final one the the title track and then we're gonna release the album I believe in April because it'll mark a year from uh, I debuted my song. We have the power starting this era and everything yeah. like that. So I think it's just a, a, a safer investment and bet, you know, so that way, you know, you could keep building the press and you could keep building the attention and potentially, you know, like create that viral mobility. Like that's obviously the goal for one of the tracks and stuff like that. But again, building that back catalog because I didn't really have such a back catalog. So I, each single to me is really important to like make a, a little event around and stuff and hasn't really been done. You know, like people kind of have a traditional way of releasing still, even on the independent side. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, your album got 50,000 streams and now you got to go spend money to make another one. And, you know, it's like, I'm not trying to build that way. Like I, I've been hearing a lot online. Like I follow like a lot of like music advice people and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, right now albums are kind of dead. So for independent artists specifically too, uh, so release your singles and I was like I still want to have a piece of an album though you know right. but I realized like it would be be- it would be better if I like release majority and like have two little cute like surprise ones on there and you have a whole collection now after a years long you know single fun press releases and stuff like that just to keep building the awareness around my brand and stuff so okay. yeah I'm excited for that but yeah, yeah Out on the Boulevard comes out uh, November 24th um, so Black Friday 
um, right. it's party holiday, so I want everyone to party to most music, yeah. to most song, and yeah, it's just a vibe. It's a, it's just a fun little, just a little two minute track, you know, just a little two minute bouncy like vibe. And if you like pop music, if you like you know catchy, catchy pop music, it's definitely up your alley. And then yeah, I have a lyric video that's gonna be dropping, and then we're filming a music video as well. So hopefully that drops the same day the music comes out, but it might be a week later. But yeah, it's just a cool, exciting stuff. And then yeah, I perform at the Viper Room on the twenty fifth to celebrate the the single drop. And the single release so it's feeling like a real era you know it's feeling yeah. like a real moment it's big big really month cool. coming up yeah, yeah. definitely awesome. <laughs> yeah i'm excited singles releasing and visuals coming out yes that's cool yeah and i feel like i found like a good flow too with like my content creation and stuff because like being an independent artist you know it's like a social media game it's a digital market and stuff and um yeah i found ways to kind of just like live my life record a few shots and frames and stuff and then put my music over it and just like put it out you know just like sharing to the world and i've definitely noticed that being the niche and the the thing i needed to to have and it makes me feel good and i'm actually having fun doing it and it's like it's just i'm literally out here just kind of living my life you know just like documenting it but like my music is my soundtrack to my life which is cool and it also helps me promote the music and like let people find it easier and stuff and yeah. When you're doing it in that like natural way too, the social media, you know, it doesn't, it's not like it's taking over your life. Cause Definitely. You know, when you can do it in that kind of natural way. 100%. Yeah. For sure. And I feel like for a minute, a long time, like I, I wasn't, I was always trying to find the natural way to do it, but I never found a consistency to keep up with it because it, something was always kind of off. And then, I don't know, this time it feels like, ah, all of that, all of that paid off, you know, yeah. like we, we found that we found the flow and like, now I know how to actually keep up with the post schedule and like, cause I, I have the content, you know, that I want to share and stuff. So I think that's a big, big important thing that I had to learn is that you need, you need to have, have your babies, you know, to, to release to the world. Yeah. You know, you've got to be passionate and excited about it. Yeah, being prepared is important. Definitely, in this industry. yeah, to stay for relevant sure. for sure. Right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's that's definitely the goal. You know, I just want to keep getting more awareness. You know, hitting up more things like this and just more press. And I think that's that's the goal. And then um, hopefully finding an investor. You know, a manager and you know, that wants to invest a little bit more in like the physical side of like my career, like putting up posters. You know, like making it making it even more like oh okay cool like this person we're we're making you a brand. You know, like this is happening. Like you're like people are talking about you like you're now you're now you're performing here and now you're doing a brand deal there you know so it's like definitely trying to raise to that that, that profile and i think we're we're getting there slowly but surely cool so uh did you bring a little bit of, of music for us for us to hear something yeah. we can sample oh i got you i got you on the music trust, All right. trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, what do you got for yeah is that this one is my latest single it is gonna be releasing november 24th on black friday it is called out on the boulevard so get your friends get your family and go out on the town go out on the boulevard <laughs> we're out out of the pandemic yo let's go so this is out on the boulevard i hope you guys like it
You can catch yeah. the rest on November 24th. Okay. <laughs> November 24th. Thank you. Yes. Well, where can everybody find your music and, uh, you know, follow your journey? Yes, for sure. Well, uh, Base Hub, my Instagram, Starchild1997. You can find all my links in there. Uh, you can go to my website. It's uh, starchildmedia.com. You can sign up to my email list if you'd like. That'd be really appreciated. You can also just Google me. If you Google Starchild Pop Singer, I'll, I'll pop up. Um, it'll kind of show my website and my instagram and my spotify and it'll also like lead you to like different press articles and stuff like that to learn more about me uh but yeah that's how you can find me just google me star child pop star uh, pop singer <laughs> cool awesome yeah well star child thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah. with us. thank you guys thank you for having me i had so much fun thank you for letting me rant honestly <laughs> i feel like i went on a many many tangents so no, thank no, you for that it's it a, it a pleasure <laughs> thank you I'm, I'm really blessed to be here and i i have a really good feeling about all of our endeavors you know i'm excited to see you know season three of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> we're on season two right now but i know you're gonna be doing season three so <laughs> for sure yeah. it'll come yes i feel it i feel it but thank you no thank you for having me i had a lot of good conversation i just had a really fun time with you guys yeah of course yes <laughs>